Hey, hey, friends, I'm Thea Charles, and you are listening to the Push or Pivot podcast. In this series, we discuss the path someone chooses when they are at a crossroads of their life. Do they push through the adversity, or do they stop, reassess, and pivot? My guest is Jessica Robles. Jessica is a married mother of two, the founder of Stories and Film Co., an independent media company, and an independent features journalist. She shares her story of not having regrets. So welcome, Jessica, to the Pusher Pivot. I'm super excited to talk to you today. Hi, Thea. Thanks for having me here. So, Jessica, you have a um, your story company with video, and I think it's really cool. I've been like checking out your stuff. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but I would love to hear a little bit more about you. Sure. Uh, my name is Jessica Robles. I am the owner and founder of a very small business, um, the Stories and Films Company. I am a journalist and I am also a video producer and what I specialize is helping individuals and small businesses tell their stories online um, whether it's with website development or if it's on social media Um, and definitely with the focus of video because video equals engagement interaction Um, so that's what I basically do in addition to that I am also a mother of two I have a five-year-old son and a seven-year-old daughter who are the absolute love of my life, loves of my life. Um, and, you know, I'm typical, typical lady from the East Coast. <laughs> I hear, as another typical lady from the East Coast, I feel you. <laughs> um, so, like, reading about your background and your story, I can really relate to, and I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this as a mother and as just as a person in general, but can you tell us and bring us back to your crossroads? Absolutely. Um, When I was exploring, you know, this is a question, push or pivot? And (laughs) in my case, um, I did both. Um, One Mm -hmm. in the professional arena where I um, pivoted <laughs> and then yeah. per- personally um, you know had to push through um, my story begins like this <laughs> um, nearly 14 years ago I started a job uh, I did a career change I went from IT to legal supports because I knew I was going to get married and well actually I was married at the time newly newly weds um but i mm-hmm. didn't know i was going to start a family so instead of having instead of traveling everywhere because i was traveling um throughout central and latin america um when i was in it i decided you know what i'm going to have a career change i'm going to do legal support and i joined a law firm I got my paralegal certificate. I was happy. I was home. I wasn't living out of hotels and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, and a few years after that, I had my firstborn, my son, uh, Terrence. And he was born with profound special needs. Uh, unfortunately, he had epilepsy and he had res- respiratory uh, diseases. So it was my first time as a mother. And on the same day in 2008, when I became a first-time mother, I also became a caregiver full-time. Mm-hmm. I wanted to take care of this little boy who was the absolute love of my life. <laughs> um, 
as he got older, you know, his challenges became uh, more apparent and, you know, the bigger he gets, you know, uh, things get a little bit more difficult and that sort of thing. Um, we went, my husband and I went to having a, you know, you know, an infant to a child who essentially had severe damage in the brain and we're trying our best to get him the best life that he can have. Um, so there was one incident where he had to have a surgery where he had to have a trachosomy tra tube to help him with breathing. And that was very difficult because, you know, we did all our research on Google, <laughs> trying to follow mm -hmm. doctor's recommendations, but you never know what it is until you go through it. And he was at a children's hospital in our home state of New Jersey, and he has the surgery, and nurses are teaching us how to change this trach tube. So, you know, yeah. you have to change it because, you know, it gets mm -hmm. all gunky, which is absolutely a yeah. medical term, uh, you know, <laughs> and it's just to help him breathe. And there was this one day where they're like, okay, kind of, you know, pop this thing in and out. And I freaked out. <laughs> um, my son is, at the time is three years old. I freaked out. I'm like, I can't do this. I literally walk off the floor, walk out the hospital, walk around the perimeter of the city <laughs> and had to kind of get my head together. I'm like, I've done so good so far. I cannot do this. I've been de dealing with a G2 for three years. There's no way I'm touching anything near the neck or his lungs. I'm freaking out. I can't do this. I'm not sure I'm 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 built for this. An hour later, <laughs> I got myself together, went back on the floor. Nurse was looking at me like, "Can you do this?" I'm like, "I can do this." Because I didn't I didn't want my husband I didn't want my son to spend his life in the hospital. It was, do I want to have him in a medical institution where I only visit him for a couple handful of days throughout the year, or do I want him to thrive at home? I chose the latter <laughs> and mm -hmm. <clears throat> it, it affected me professionally. Um, while still working at the law firm, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling my employer and my colleagues, I have to work from home. And it was approved, you know, which was great. But unfortunately, there's that stereotype that when you're not in the office, you don't show face, you're not doing work, despite me, me having very long days and long nights trying to manage uh, taking care of a, of a special needs child and maybe overcompensating with work because I want to show that I can do things and what have you. Um, but that, those, those, so <laughs> it is a very long story, but, oh. um, unfortunately my husband and I, we did lose Terrence. Um, so, which was a very terrible day, the worst, the worst day of my life for a myriad of reasons. Um, he, he did pass away at home. Um, so he wasn't in the hospital plugged up to machines where, you know, a lot of noise is going around. Um, I've had had two subsequent children, as I mentioned at the beginning, um, Terrence's younger sibling. So I'm, I am still a mother, um, but I am no longer a caretaker in the sense of someone with special needs. So my life has changed uh, dramatically since Terrence's passing. Um, but now there's 
you know, I lost my child, but I still have this job that I'm absolutely unfulfilled in. And I go to my boss, my, my former boss, <laughs> um, and I, you know, express that I am not fulfilled. I really would like investment in my professional development. You are, you know, you invest in the attorneys at this firm. <laughs> and what about me? And we had, we had the conversation one year. A year went by and nothing really changed. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the take this into my own hands. So I decided to apply at Harvard University and uh, pursue a master's degree in journalism at Harvard. I applied. Um, I was accepted. <laughs> and I worked very hard for two years because I, my children were still very young and I wanted to be as close to completing my degree before my children really started um, school. Uh, my five-year-old actually starts kindergarten this year. So, um, so I think I was very successful at that. <clears throat> what helped me through, in both instances, professionally and, professionally and personally, are, is this quote from, um, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I'm going to read it right now. And what she says, she says, she said two different things in two different um, interviews, but they're basically the same thing. The first thing she says is set aside your worries and simply achieve. And the second thing is stop worrying and find a way to manage. And I do believe, particularly um, women, we tend to sometimes be paralyzed until something is perfect <laughs> and we can't ever reach perfection whether it's in our relationships whether it's in our body type whether it's in <laughs> our careers and then sometimes we're just stalled oh does it make sense for me to pursue this because the timing isn't right my mind isn't right circumstances aren't right and I use that quote, it's actually in my phone, I, and, and I have it as an, an alarm every day at 5.30 in the morning to remind me that what I need to pursue is not perfection, but what I need to pursue is greatness. And it's a, it, it really helps, it really helps me, because I can sometimes be a victim of, uh, what is it, analysis paralysis, where I'm overanalyzing and I'm just absolutely stalled. And that you know, that helps me. Perfection is unachievable, <laughs> you know, but, mm -hmm. but I will not reach my goal unless I do something, whether it's something incremental or huge. The point is to not sit and to do something. Do something today, do something tomorrow. What the point is to progress. And I think I could have allowed the death of my firstborn to to stop me from doing things, and I would I would be I would be a, I would be remiss if I said that you know soon after or even today that I you know I'm just sitting in my room and you know I would be remiss to say that I jump at every opportunity quickly after his death. That that would that would be a lie. I had bouts of depression, as you could well imagine. And but after a while, I told myself that if Terrence was still alive, I would I would expect him to 
you know, do well in his occupational therapy sessions and his physical therapy sessions and his speech therapy sessions. And I would be a hypocrite if I didn't expect the same from me, but if I expect the same from my my son. <laughs> and I do the same with my my children, my my younger children. You know, there's there's no there is just no room for I don't want to say no room for failure because there's always room for failure. But there's no room for media for being mediocre. And if anything is worth having or doing, it's worth having it and it's worth doing well. Um, so that's really motive, that's what really motivated me. I could apply to any school in the country or in the world. I sh- I shoot for the star. I, I shoot I mm-hmm. shot. I shot for the the stars. And if Harvard said no, there was gonna be Yale. And then Yale said no, you know, there's other Ivy League schools or other, you know, state schools. But my point was I was going to progress and I was gonna definitely be an example for my children. Wow. What an awesome story, Jessica. First Thank you for sharing and being open and sharing that. Wow. And I, I just felt like there's so much of that that so many mothers and for people in general can relate to. First, like the last thing that you just said with like with Ruth Bader Ginsburg quote and the words you were saying just brought me back to this is like the ultimate in learning of self-love. Like the way that you love your children is also the, how you have to like love yourself, you know? Indeed. And I, I think of that often when I tell my kids, you know, try hard, do this. And then I'm sitting there like, I can't do it. Like, no, I would tell, I tell Owen, he can do it. So I should need to tell myself I can do it too. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think it's just really interesting. You know, I know that the show is called Push or Pivot, but oftentimes it's a mix. Like, you know, you're pushing for your family, but at the same time you realize that you needed a pivot in, in your, in your career. And it's just, Wow. What, um, I'm just curious, what made you choose journalism? It was always a dream of mine, you know, it always, ever since I was a little girl, it's constant. And as I got older, you know, it's like, push it aside. Journalism is dying. Journalism is dead. What are you doing, girl? Go into engineering, (laughs) you know, (laughs) um, you know, you're crazy, but as I get older, I realize that you tend to succeed when you're passionate about something. I am an undergraduate. I did pursue a, an engineering major. I, I My original major was chemical engineering. And boy, did I, I suck at it really bad, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, you know, I, it, I mean, it was fun thinking, you know, I'm going to play with chemicals. I'm going to create certain things and what have you and you know I was I was always good at at mathematics and science so that that wasn't a problem but my heart wasn't in it and it was and I had to be honest with myself it took a lot of self-reflection I changed my major to communications and you know that's my undergraduate degree but even that wasn't as specific as what I needed to be. While I'm not truly a practicing journalist today, I do, I do what I enjoy doing, and that's writing about people and um, and anything of interest. I'm, I was I knew I never was going to be the uh, who, what, where, when 
why and how type of journalist. I was always going to be a feature journalist. I was going to explore stories, tell the stories, and inform and educate in that way. And I do, I do that. Um, I think I did need the journalist background to help me explore that and to convince myself um, that I need to do this and also know what journalism is in the 21st century. I just completed my degree last year. So mm-hmm. what I saw journalism as uh, two years ago was is definitely much different than what I saw when I was a young girl thinking about what journal, what journalists truly did in, in the news, in the newsroom setting. Um, so that, that's, that's why it was, uh, uh, a dream fulfilled, which I think yeah. a lot of some people, maybe a lot of people can't say that they, they can do. Even, even if I just wasted time and wasted money um, doing this, it was still something that was fulfilled. And I have to say that I did not waste time. Um, mm-hmm. I did not wait. I spent a lot of money, but I did not waste it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Hey, we gotta be real. <laughs> yeah, it's real. I hear you. <laughs> is not cheap, uh, but mm-hmm. it's you know, but it's a dream fulfilled. And ever ever since then, I've been I've been happy. I've been content. You know, I have a great network. I have great friends. Um, I'm a great mother because of it. Because I'm not frustrated in mm-hmm. in the capacity to work. Um, you know, just go out, no matter how crazy it is, you'll maybe find a different way to do things that someone may not think about, you know, everyone was telling me journalism is dead, journalism is dead, you know, but I, I've done short films, I've won awards for them, which I never thought I would ever do, you know, I'm just gonna, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just gonna type away. No, I'm, I learned camera and film and video basics and been recognized for it. I, I would, things I never thought of, you know? So yeah. I, tell, I tell people, go out there and get it because it's there for the getting, you know? <laughs> yeah. you know? Just, you know, it's 21st century and the age of Google and social media, you know, your, dream, your dreams are there. They just need to be realized. Yeah. And there's something so powerful in being able to tell a story. Indeed. Really power. Yeah. This has been really awesome. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to be inspired just from listening to you. So thank you. Thank you again. If you could leave us with a piece of advice, what would that be? Forget perfection. <laughs> you know what? No, I'm, I want to change that because I said, okay. I spoke to that um, earlier particularly for women, and if men want to take it, but particularly for women, stop apologizing so much. I see it in the workplace. I'm sorry, and I, I'm still victim to this. <laughs> what, I, what I do when I find myself that I apologize for something so incipient, <laughs> I say, thank you. You know, forget that. Oh, I'm sorry my email is late. No. Thank you. <laughs> you know, we are, we're all working from home. I'm not going to apologize for my kids in the background. I hear your kids in the background. Thank you. You know, thank you for affording me this ability to 
work with you as an individual contributor or in whatever capacity. Thank you. <laughs> so that's my that's my word of advice. Let's stop over apologizing on let's only apologize for the things that we have to be sorry about. Yeah. Love that. And thank you for being on. Thank you for so um before you go, of course, I would love for you to tell everyone where they can find out more about you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I am. I'm online. Um, my my website <laughs> is www.storiesandfilms.com. I am also on social media, um, prim- primarily on Facebook at Stories and Films, and also on Instagram at Stories Films Co. Co. Um, same with. That Twitter, but that Twitter is kind of hard for me right now, so I kind of avoid that. <laughs> if you want you know, to send me a message, hard for me. Me, it's hard. It's hard. You know what? Twitter is all about for good or bad and different. It's all for disruption, and mm-hmm. I just can't. Or I don't want to say disruption. I say um, interruption. I don't like interrupting mm-hmm. conversations. I, I want someone to invite me in. Like, please invite me in. But I just can't, mm-hmm. I just can't break through. So it's all about me on Instagram and Facebook and my website, storiesandfilms.com. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. What did you take away from Jessica's story? Will you set your worries aside to simply achieve... I'm Thea Charles, and I hope you gain insight from this story and that you'll share this podcast with a friend. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Pusher Pivot on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast platform. To stay up to date on The Pusher Pivot and to join our mailing list, visit us on the web at pusherpivot.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at pusherpivot. Thank you for listening and join me next time on the Push or Pivot podcast.